Then he said, blessed are those who bless you. And curse are those who curse you. Up till today, it is working. It is when Jacob was dying that he pronounced all the blessings in Genesis 49 on his children. When Ranad Bonke was leaving London, after his training, he was a young student. He walked into the house of the founder of Ellen Pentecostal Church, George Jeffries. A man who had been scandalized. They said so many bad things about him. He wouldn't even want to be near him. I heard somebody say, I wouldn't want to go near that man. But that is the man how Bonky found. And when Bonky came to him in his house, Bonky told me himself. He asked me, you know that story? I said, yes. The last encounter, just myself and Reinhard Bonky in Brazil before he died. He told me, you know the story. He said, he entered and this lady, big lady, she came to the door and she said, go away. And the man was coming. I said, there's a staircase coming down to the stair to the door. And he said, let the young man come in. Let the young man come in. And Bonky went in. And he said, the man didn't say a word. Kneel down. And he prayed. He said, he prayed for me for 30 minutes. That's the founder of the Ellen Pentecostal Church, George Jeffries. Prayed for he said, prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And he was just confused. And he got up and went out. When he got to Germany, he was going to the train station. As soon as he arrived in Germany, his father asked him, Have you heard the news? He said, What news? The founder of the Ellen Pentecostal Church has just died. The last thing he did before he died was to pray for Reinhard Bonke. That's the last thing he did. Expired fathers. You say it's expired. You say it's expired. That's bonky for you, eh? From a so-called expired father. Yes. Which father has expired? The older, the mother. When Archbishop Kitonga was speaking, I was saying that everybody should listen. This man is 60 years that he's been preaching. Can you imagine how many things he has been through for 60 years before he's standing here? And when he was talking and he said, Oh, this man is a prophet. I've, I know what I've been saying. I'm here for 60 years preaching. Amen. You have to be careful. Oh, yes. It's very dangerous. A person, he can make a comment for you that you, 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 it will be difficult for you. And that, that will be all. Yes. That, that's all. Just a comment like that. And you are finished. I know one lady, she, was, she went to university. And when she went to university, I don't know, she became very... Uh, I don't know, high, big, whatever. Her mother told her, you, you will sell beans. Do, 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 do you sell beans here? Beans, that, like by the roadside. Yes, in the roadside. He said, you will, uh, what is it called? Yeah. He said, you will sell beans. She went to the university, finished, she learned, I don't know, philosophy, whatever. She came back to sell beans, and it happened practically. She was by the roadside selling the beans. You have to be careful who you think is expired. So I want to speak to anyone who thinks you are a son. Remember always that a person who God gives us a father in the ministry, Paul said, I am your father. 
I have begotten you in the gospel, in the ministry. And I thank God for the fathers that I have had in the ministry. Amen. Then you have your biological father. Some of you here don't flow with your biological fathers. You, you don't like your father. Your father didn't look after your father didn't look after you. Bible says honor your father. I didn't say honor your father who looked after you. Or honor your father who paid your school fees. Or honor your father who is a rich man. He said honor your father. Honor your father. That it may be well with you. It's as simple as that. Honor your father that it may be well with you. Oh, so my, my, father, my father is in prison. One young, one young man, he came to tell me, my father, my father is in prison. One of my pastors. I said, look, go and see your father in prison. Visit him. Take him food. Look after him. Honor him. Respect him. He's your father. You don't know. Maybe he's, he went to steal to, to look after you. You, know, you don't even know. I'm not saying it's the right thing, but I'm saying that he's your father. And he went to look after him. And he honored him. And he cared for him. Oh, yes. And then your substitute father. There are people who are not your biological father, but they looked after you. Maybe a grandmother, a mother, an auntie, an uncle. Do you have that in Kenya also? We have that in Ghana. Yeah, that person is also your father. And you must, you must honor the person. You must remember the person. Yeah? That person is very important. Watch out for those who on this, this church is divided into two. I mean, this conference is divided into two. Those who honor and those who don't honor. Yes. Those who struggle with fathers and those who are okay with fathers. There are some of you after this service, you have to go and apologize and beg and undo. Oh, yes. You must have your father blessing you. Your father must bless you and not when he remembers you, he speaks a curse. Especially those who have had substitute fathers. Some of us, They've done things for you, and all that you could say was, ah, they didn't treat me well. When they serve food, they give me small, small meat. The meat that I have is smaller than the children. You know? and, and you were looked after. You were brought to the house. You were cared for. Is it today you are going to say the clothes that were given me were not the same as the clothes that were given to the, the other children and I wasn't treated as what I was a cousin and I wasn't treated well and so on. You have to honor and remember what your substitute father has done. Because through that person, you become what you have become. Maybe that's why you even went to school. Oh, yes. I have a friend... He told me, I will do, do O-level here. O-level? GCE, what, what do you call it? Okay, I don't know what you call it, but O-level and A-level. He said he, he was not going to do it. And his uncle took him and said, come, let's go. His father, no, but his uncle took him to school. The substitute father. You have to honor and remember. And then your father-in-law. Oh, yes. Your father-in-law is your, also your father. He's another type of... There are ten of these types of fathers. Remember your father-in-law. 
I thank God for my father-in-law, my wife's father. I learned so many things from him. When he died, I was reading a tribute to him. So many things that I learned from him. One of the things I learned from him was building. Build. He was a builder. He was building up till the time he died. He died, he was 90 years old when he died. One day he called me, he sent for me. He lived in another town three hours away. He sent for me, he said, come. And I told my wife, let's go, because he never calls for us like this. Let's go. When we got there, it was just a few weeks to the time he died. And he said, look, this is how I became a millionaire. And he, he explained, he said, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. And he spoke to us. Yeah. And you see that the person is, is wise. He said, he said, there's nothing, there's no trouble that I have not seen one before since I came into this world. There's nothing that I have not seen before. <laughs> and you know, one of the things he said, that when a wise man is speaking, it sounds as if he's mad. Yeah. Years ago, he, I was doing some small business, you know, before I came into full-time ministry, I was doing small business. He gave me some advice. He said, I had a truck. He said, pack your truck, you are traveling. Pack your truck when you're going abroad. Don't do any work. And I said, oh. This old man doesn't know the current business that we are doing these days. <laughs> so I didn't follow his advice. When I went and I came back, I came to see the people to, to do their account so that I'll get my money. They told me, ah, you are now owing all this money. You have to pay this person. You have to pay this person. You have to pay this person. And I remember this old man telling me, he said, look, pack the truck and go. When you come back, you restart. I didn't believe him. So you will grow up to respect such things. And many of us, our lives, your life doesn't go the way you think it will go. Yeah. The father, the next one is the father of a church like Archbishop Mulangi, is a father of this church. He is different from anybody else who's ever going to be a pastor here. And he must be honored as such. Not just, not just honored, but you see, there's a, there a blessing you can get from a father. There's something you can get from a father. Yes. And so the one who gives birth to a church is the father of the church. That's why in the Catholic church we call priests fathers, father so, father this, father that. And then your father in sin. I'm not saying that you should honor him. The person who taught you how to do bad things. It's a type of father. Hallelujah. How many have got a father in sin who taught you how to fornicate? Or a mother in sin. Now I pray that none of you will ever be a father in sin to anybody. Because what you are birthing somebody into can change the person's life. So, one time I met one of my pastors. He, he, his problem was 
fornication. He cannot stop. He cannot stop. Every time he has to sleep with somebody. So I, so then he explained to me what happened to him. As a young man in the church, and a lady, mother, a mothering, somebody who can be his mother, took him and trained him in sex. When he even describes it to you, you feel sad. Yeah. And you see that you've changed the person's life. You've changed the person's ministry. You've changed everything about the person. Make sure that you are not as, as a, a father in sin or a mother in sin. Ask your neighbor, are you somebody's mother in sin? Are you, you see, are you somebody's mother in sin or somebody's father in sin? Now the person cannot recover. Now, seven reasons why, or some reasons why, I'm just saying this, that the dangerous sons, why problems come to sons, and sons don't benefit from the father's blessing. Amen. Number one is sons, people who criticize, memoring and criticism does not let a blessing come to a good a person. Amen. Now the Bible says that Miriam and Aaron speak against Moses. Moses, the father of Israel, of, of, of the nation. He was like the father of the nation. He fought for the nation and so on. And they criticized him. And before you realize, Aaron and Miriam, they died in the same chapter in Numbers, in the book of Numbers, both of them. And Miriam was covered with leprosy. So yes, you may be a biological sister, but the person has become your father. One of my sisters, she, she takes me as her father, as her father. I have four sisters. She takes me as a father to her. Most of them do, but this one, she, she honors me all the time. She says, you are my father. I gave them away in marriage. My father died before. He said, you are my father. So when Miriam spoke against Moses, she got the disease. And leprosy speaks of cancer today. Leprosy was the incurable disease of that day. And the incurable disease of today mostly is cancer. So we have to be careful, you know, in the things that you say, especially when you say things about people's marriages, because you don't know the inside of the marriage. Many marriages are not easy. I think I'm going to Liberia. <laughs> because uh, everything is easy for you here. Hmm. 
Oh yes. Many marriages are not easy. Many pastors are just pretending. Oh yes, they love to, they love to go around and take. Let me come down to you. They love, they love to go, they love to go around taking pictures and posing, husband and wife. Oh, so lovely, so wonderful. But inside, there's all kinds of issues. Yes, all kinds of issues. In fact, many pastors, the greatest problem they have is a rebellious wife who, 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 whom they cannot sack. Because all other rebels, you can sack them, but you can't sack your wife. I think I'm going to Tanzania. I'll stop. I'll stop. One pastor said, <laughs> Let me tell you something. What is biting you inside is more dangerous than the external enemies. Yes, external enemies. So there's a lot of pretending. Oh, yes. So it is important, amen, amen, that you be careful why you are criticizing Moses about his marriage. Why has he gone to marry this person? Or why is he divorced? I'm sure there are some people who are divorced in Kenya. I don't know, maybe people don't divorce in Kenya. But just learn to shut your mouth. Oh, yes. Just learn to shut your mouth. One day I was talking to a pastor. Uh, he was telling me, he said, Bishop, you have no idea. He said, it started from day one. Oh, yes. <laughs> day one. When we got married. He said, the first day when we entered the hotel, there was a beast. The, the, honeymoon, the honeymoon had not started. <laughs> the first day when they entered the room, he said there was a problem about how the, the wedding was officiated. She was, she was very angry about how. She took medicine to finish herself. I said, what are you saying? He said, it's, it, what happened? Another husband told me, he said, we, were, we went on a holiday together. Whilst we went on the holiday, she took a, 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 a plate. Is it you have thoughts? A cup. <laughs> no, I know you don't have such things in Kenya. <laughs> and he said they were they were on a ship. They were actually on a cruise. So to save his life, 
he took his passport and ran off the ship. At the next place, when they got the shops, they stopped at places. When I got there, I took and I left. I left my luggage, I left everything. I just put my passport and went. But you see, he told me we were experts and they will continue. He said, We, we hold hands together, always we can. We take pictures together. We did it for years. At the same time, missiles were flying in the street. So that's why I'm saying that you don't have to speak. You don't have to. We don't know what is happening in people's in people's houses. Oh yes. I say, ah, look at his mouth. Why is he doing this? Ah, look at that one. Shut your mouth. And pray for yourself. In Ghana, we have a proverb that if you see somebody's beard burning fetch water and put it by your side because you don't know when yours will also catch fire i think i'll stop (laughs) problems pass to fathers number two because of mockery they mock fathers don't mock any father. Don't say he's an old man. Don't say he's expired. Don't say he's too old. Don't say he's lost his memory. Don't, 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 don't. You, you have to be careful not to mock at the old man and the father. Don't criticize, number one. Number two, don't mock. In Proverbs chapter 30, verse 17, the eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley shall pick it out and the young eagles shall eat it. When you mock your father, one young man whom I appointed, I raised him up in the ministry, appointed him as a pastor and so on. One day he became rebellious, he left, and ah, he, he started to mock me. He would play my tape. Look, say, look. then he would p- put my message in the tape recorder and play. And say, look, look, look at what he's saying. Look at what he's saying. Dark. You know, they will not call me bishop or any whatever. Dark, look at, what, look at what he's saying. Then they will play. Look at, what, look at it. And he, he was mocking. They form a group and laugh. They were mocking me. Now, there was a fire that came. The fire consumed his wife and his children. Oh, yes. You see, and afterwards, we are the ones who had to go and help him. His family died. And now, we have to help him. And he now came to say all these things. He said, I've, I've, I've gone astray. You have to be careful. So you are now mocking somebody's preaching. Somebody who preached to you and you grew up as a Christian. And now you mock him and say, oh, he doesn't have revelation. And look at what he's saying. Look at, look at this bridge. Wah, 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 wah. The eye that mocketh at his father, the beds of the air ravens will pluck those eyes out. Anyone here, you must have, it's an humility towards your father. It's not just in front of him. You know, sometimes people want to hold your Bible. A car says, stop all that. And respect in your heart and in reality. And stop this outward pretentious show of, oh, Papa, oh, Father. You call the person Papa, but he's not.
father to you what are all these titles and all these names in reality the person you don't honor him Because in our culture, this Africa, in our culture, when you outwardly, oh, <laughs> oh Papa, <laughs> when the person goes out of your sight, then you start to talk and say so many things. So I said, you want to hold my Bible? I say, I'm a young man. I can carry my own, my, my own Bible. If you honor me, honor me out of my presence and when I'm not in, when, you, when I cannot hear me. That is where the real honor is. It's what you say about the person when the person is not there. One time I was preaching and uh, Archbishop Duncan Williams, some of you know him, his son was with me. He, he, he was following me. I was going. I actually came to Kenya at that time. And while I was preaching, I mentioned his father. And I, called, I called the boy after. I said, let me tell you something. I mentioned your father and I'm, I'm speaking about him, not because you are here. It's something that I do. It's not your presence that make me mention him to show him respect. I already respect him. He knows. I'm the one who respects him more than anybody else. It's not about when somebody is present and say, ah, yes, Papa. <laughs> All these things. <laughs> we want real, genuine respect from your heart and from your soul. Yes. Be careful with fathers. Yes, be careful with fathers. Number three, don't despise fathers. We have problems because we despise the advice of the fathers. Yes, we despise the advice of the fathers. Yeah. In Proverbs 18 verse 6, a fool's lips enter into contention and his mouth calleth for strokes. Number four, pride in sons prevents them from getting the blessing. Pride. Pride goes before destruction. So the pride in a, in a son, you must be careful. As God blesses you and you have a congregation, you've traveled here, you've gone here, ah, you've been all over the world, then pride sets in. And then you start to dishonor fathers. Pride goeth before destruction. Many times it's feeling too big. Let me tell you what, pride is manifest by your ability to speak. You see, when you were not you were nothing in your eyes. You couldn't ever make a comment about somebody's preaching. When I preach, you'll be blessed. You say, oh, what a blessing. What a wonderful message. Thank God for this. But now, when you preach, you say, ah, there are too many scriptures. There are, there are too, too many jokes. Why is, he, why is he doing this? Why is he doing that? Why, why is he not standing in one place? You know? Years ago, when I, was, I started the church, I had some people, they were criticizing me all the time. And um, when you criticize, you, you end up becoming nothing. They are nothing today. They were criticizing me right at the beginning of my ministry. 
One of the main things they were criticizing when I preach, they criticize my preaching that I don't know how to preach. I don't stand in one place. They said I drink water when I'm preaching. They said there are too many scriptures. They said there's not enough scriptures. There are too many jokes. There's not enough. Everything was a problem. At a point, I became afraid even to come to church on Sunday. Yeah. In fact, I used to start, I used to get diarrhea on Saturdays. Anxiety-induced diarrhea. If I came to church without my notes, I have to rush back and get my notes because I cannot remember. When I see their faces, I say, my Lord. Oh, yes. The person who they said cannot preach. It's been how many years I've been preaching? There are many people who listen to me preaching all the time. One time we were the number one podcast. We were number one podcast in, in the world or something. Yeah. At the point. So, you are telling me that I don't know how to preach. If I am to follow invitations, rarely can somebody invite me. No. If I am to follow invitations, I will never be, I will not go to Ghana for three years. If I'm to follow in bit, I, I go usually where I want to go. Like as I've come to Kenya, I decided to come to Kenya. Bishop Obi has been wanting me to come for the last 10 years. And I said, no, you, you have to prosper first before I come. <laughs> Be careful. You lose the grace. You lose the grace when you criticize. Oh, yes. And you become proud that you can comment about my preaching. Have you ever preached before? Huh? Careful. There was one guy who was always criticizing the pastor when he was preaching in his head. And one day the pastor didn't come. And then they called him if he could come and preach. So he said, they asked him, could you? He said, I can. And so he came. And when he came, he started preaching. He said, you have 45 minutes. So he started preaching. He preached powerfully. I mean, he gave all the points, everything. And then he looked at the time. It was just five minutes has gone by. Oh, oh yes. Ah! He was now in crisis. So he started all over again. And he preached the whole message. And he checked the time. Another five minutes. You know, he never forgot that lesson. Yeah. It's easy to sit down and to, to criticize. 
But I tell you, the day that you step up there, yes. And like to win an election, as a president told me yesterday, uh, was it yesterday or the day before? He said, to get seven million people to take a decision to vote for you. Yes, it's not a small thing. And to organize 95,000 polling agents all over at the same time, everybody must be there. It's not a small. But you see, you can sit down and think, well, I have a large church, which unfortunately some pastors have also gone into politics. So I have a large church and there are so many people, they love my preaching. Because me too in, in Ghana, when I preach at the Independence Square, the whole place is full once a year. The largest gathering. Yes. And it could also lead me to think that, oh, yes. I mean, votes for votes. <laughs> no, 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 no. When your eyes are humble, you will look through and you see that, wow. It must not be that easy. What my father is doing, what he has survived, what has he been through? Like somebody said to me, what have you been through? What have you survived? What have you suffered? So pride. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 6. 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 6. I cannot believe that you are taking so long to find this verse. Amen. First Timothy chapter three and verse six. What does it say? It says, not a novice, lest being lifted up with pride he falls into the condemnation of the devil. The what? The condemnation of the devil. The devil was condemned. No one here will be condemned. The devil was condemned. What was he condemned for? He was condemned for his pride. He said that, that no one else will fall into the condemnation of the devil. And that is what happens to a novice, a new person. You fall into the condemnation of the devil. Amen. Amen. So, when you are new in the ministry, when you are a son, you can be lifted up with pride and fall into the condemnation of the devil. But rather, you must see through the difficulties and the challenges that your father is going through or fathers are going through. Yes. Anyone who criticizes Catholics, Catholic Church, you don't know what you are doing. Don't waste your time. Criticizing Catholics, criticizing Anglican, Criticize, oh, they don't have this, they are like this. You don't understand. Let's see how long your church is going to last. Huh? I don't know any pastor in Kenya who, when you preach, it comes on CNN. But I know that the pastor of the Catholic Church, when he says any comment, 
it will be reported on BBC. Oh, yes. A church that is still united. The pastors wear the same uniform today. Whether in Ghana or in Rome or in Argentina, they wear the same, the same clothes and the same shoes. They, they buy the shoes for them. The same, the same uniform. And you cannot even keep your small church in your area together or make them even wear the same uniform. You can't make the choir wear the same uniform. You got to be careful. The Catholic Church is a father of all churches. 500 years ago, if you became a Christian, you'd be a Catholic. Everybody was a Catholic. It's the father of all other churches. In Ghana, the Presbyterians came to Ghana. We have cemeteries where they are buried. When you go there, only Swiss and German names. My mother is from Switzerland. My mother told me when she was a child in Basel, Switzerland, there was a sign at the door of the church for missionaries in Africa. They came there. They gave money, and they, were, they came to Ghana and to other African countries, and they died three weeks, four weeks, six weeks, few months. They died in Ghana, and they're all buried there. And through them, the church is in existence today. So they are the give, give up birth, those who've given birth to what is now charismatic. So the charismatic should not be lifted up in pride to despise people that have survived. How will your church be in a hundred years? Will it even exist? Will it even exist? Okay, let's say just 50 years. In 50, how will it be like? Already you see that you are supervising. It's getting smaller and smaller. The attendance is smaller and smaller. Fewer and fewer people in the church as you are supervising the church. How much more after you are gone? It says, not a novice. A novice is a newly arrived person. You are a newcomer. You are a newcomer to church work. Yeah. You are a newcomer to being a church. Yeah. Because your church is new relative to Catholic, relative to Anglican, relative to Presbyterian, relative to Methodist. You are a newcomer. And we are all newcomers. And if you don't take it, we can be lifted up in pride. Pride. And you fall into condemnation. I wish my church, even my young church, I can see certain characteristics seeping in. You just look at the church, you say, hey, what will it be like? So let us not fall into the condemnation of that. Anything you are new in, remember the key is humility. Walk with a humble Attitude, especially to anyone who has been before you. He's not a fool. He's not a fool. Don't think of people as fools. 
And you, it's not, don't think of somebody that's expired. You know, one time I started having evangelistic crusades, and I have a father in uh, Malaysia called Prince Gunaratnam. He's just, he just passed away. I was in Madagascar when he died. And some years ago, I was having dinner with him. And I told him, well, I've started crusades and I'm doing evangelism and so on. So he asked me, do you go to, do you, are you in your church? I said, no, I've left the church where people are doing. He told me, don't make that mistake. An older man is talking. He said, preach in your church. Preach in your church. He said that a dog knows its owner. Yes. I said, what, what do you mean? He said, a dog. Then he told me a story of a dog, some dogs that grew wild in the house. No one could enter the house. And then they brought the one who feeds the dogs to come. And when the dogs saw the one who feed them, they became calm. He told me, a dog knows his owner. Preach. The dog knows the one who feeds him. Preach in your church. That was the advice he gave me. He doesn't know the details. And I, I remember when my father-in-law told me, don't let your truck work. Pack your truck as you are traveling. And when fathers talk, and that, my father-in-law said it before he died. He said that when a wise a father is speaking, it looks as if he's mad. Yes. When a wise man is speaking, it sounds like madness. What he's saying. Yeah. It's a dark saying. Yeah. And I, I would say that's one of the best advice I've ever received. Preach in your church. No matter what you are doing, let your people hear your voice preaching. Yes. My sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. They must hear the voice of the shepherd. So those of us pastors who, you know, it's like, oh, you've, you've retired from preaching. You know, my sheep hear my voice. Oh, yes. People must hear. They should listen to the shepherd. Listen to the shepherd preaching. Yeah. Don't let your newly arrived, First Timothy 3, says, your new appointment blind you. Yes. So I'm not a man of God. When I lay hands, uh, people are falling down. Oh, really? Wow. It has been happening already for some people for some years. You are new to this kind of thing. Be careful. In everything, remain humble as a new arrival in the system. Remain. That's why sometimes rejection is good. When you are rejected, you are forced to be humble. Because I've, I've been rejected so much that I just learned to stay quietly and develop what I'm doing. That's why you see all my books are quite unique, even in the titles and the topics. Because I didn't sort of take it from a church. But you see the topics, you see uh, these loyalty to topics I'm preaching, or shepherding. And so I learned it by being rejected. I was now forced to be humbly on my own and learn how to be a shepherd. Because everyone said, oh, who is this guy? Who is that? Oh, that is what are you? What is that? Less being lifted up, you fall into the condemnation of the devil. So welcome your neighbor who is, are you a new arrival? Are you a novice? Take your time, huh? Take your time. Now, the next thing is do not deny your father. Do not deny your father. 
Now, I want you to look at John chapter 21, verse 4. When the morning was come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said unto them, Children, everybody say children. 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 So Jesus' disciples were his children. They were his sons. Including Judas. <laughs> Judas was his son. They were children. Have you any meat? Children, have you any meat? Now, unfortunately, John chapter 18, and Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another. That disciple was known unto the high priest. And Peter stood at the door without, and went out with the other disciple, which was known unto the high priest, and spake to him. Then said the damsel that kept the door unto Peter, Are not thou also one of this man's disciples? And he said, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Disciple means learner. Did you not learn from him? I said, I'm not. I didn't learn from him. Children, have you any meat? Which is disciples, sons of Jesus. You are saying you didn't, you are not one of those who learned from him. You are in this church, you are a pastor in Kenya. And you deny where you learned what you learned from. You deny it. You see, that's why I'm not denying the Catholics that they gave birth to all of us. And I'm not denying the Presbyterians. And I'm not denying, you hear me mention names. I've mentioned names even today. You must have heard me mention fathers. I've mentioned people that have been fathers. You hear their names. But many of us, we cannot mention, you cannot mention the name of certain people in your church. You are silent. You've even gone to America to take some apostle to come and ordain you here as a bishop or ordain you as an apostle here. Because you are a rebellious person and you, you cannot point to anybody in Kenya and honor anyone in Kenya. That's why you go out to America and call other people who don't really know that you are a rebel to come and anoint a rebel. An anointed rebel is still a rebel. An anointed rebel is still a rebel. And you know, no one is ever going, listen, no one is ever going to mention your name in this ministry. Because you can never mention anybody's name. Yes. No one is ever going to mention, oh, pastor, so-and-so taught me. This person taught me. I learned from this. I was in this chair. I was whatever. Listen to this. No one is ever going to ever say that about you because you cannot say that about anybody. And you are silent on where you came from, who was your pastor, who was, and like Peter, you are saying, I'm not his learner. I'm not his learner. I don't, I don't learn. I didn't learn anything from Jesus. Three times he said I, I'm not his disciple. He didn't say I'm not his disciple. He said three times I'm not his disciple. I am not. <laughs> I don't know him. But as I've stood there, I've told you that I, I know Kenneth Hagen. 
I mentioned Archbishop Duncan Williamson. I have no shame. When I became a Christian and I went to church, when I had a chance to go to church, I would, that's where I would go. Oh, yes. I have no, I have no, I have good relationship. No pastor that can say I have a bad relationship with him in Ghana or anywhere that I don't honor those that were before me. But here you are. All that you can do is, Father, Father, fake respect. In the house, what do you say? Oh, yeah. How can you go and adopt a father from America? I don't know whether there's somebody here who has done something like that. If you are here, you should own up because I don't, I don't know whether, maybe it's because of you the preaching is going that way. You go and bring somebody who doesn't know you from anywhere. And you say that he is now your father. How is he your father? How, does, how, how can somebody who you don't know, who doesn't know you, how can he be your father? Ask your neighbor, how can it be? also one of this man's disciples no sir I'm not and then after that after you say that you don't know you are, then Jesus comes and says children have you any meat he said, you are all my children you know let us not be shy of being a child, sometimes you feel that you, you, you'll be great by showing that you are equal with the person. No, 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 no. No, no, that's not how to be great. If you want to be great in God's house, humble yourself by the side of the Lord and he lifts you up. I need it. Humble yourself. Humble yourself by the side of the Lord and he oh yes if you want to be great in God's house it's not by making yourself great you cannot be great in this nation the greatness of let's say Archbishop Danny boy I need you the greatness of Archbishop uh, Kitonga it's not so he didn't stand and say, I'm a great man. I am the greatest here. Uh, there's nobody here who is greater than me. I am very powerful. I am great. When I came, I started, was, uh, he was sitting by me in the deputy pre president's house. Somebody came, we said, the man who you are sitting by is this great person, is this great person, is this great person. But my, my, my pastor told, he told me, this is who he is. He's a, this person, he's this person. You can't make yourself great. You can't introduce yourself. You can't honor yourself. Eh? If you want to be honored, humble yourself by the side of the Lord. Danny boy, hurry up, please. Key, give us a key. Give us a key, quickly. You, 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 can't hum, you can't make yourself great if you want to be great. God is the only one who can make you great. Humble yourself by the side of the Lord. He shall lift you up. Mm. Humble yourself mm. by the side of the Lord. He will lift you up. Whoa. He shall lift you up. He shall lift 
must humble yourself by the side of the Lord. He shall lift. How many want to be lifted up by the Lord, not by the devil? He shall lift you up. He shall lift you up. If you just humble yourself by the side of the Lord, He shall lift you up. The way up is the way down. He shall lift you up. Oh, yes. The way in is the way out. I know he shall lift you up. The way up is the way down. He shall lift you up. Just humble yourself by the side of the Lord. He shall lift you up. All you gotta do is humble yourself by the side of the Lord. He shall lift you up. Oh, yeah. See, the way up is the way down. He shall lift you up. The way in is the way out. I know he shall lift you up. The way up is the way down. He shall lift you up. Yeah. The way forward is the way back. He shall lift you up. Just humble yourself by the side of the Lord. He shall lift you up. If you only humble yourself by the side of the Lord, He shall lift you up. I know He shall. He shall lift you up. Lift your hand if you believe it. He shall, he shall lift, lift you up. up. Yourself by the side of the Lord, He shall live. How many believe it and lift your hand up? He shall live to up. He shall lift you up. All you gotta do is humble yourself by the side of the Lord. He shall lift you up. You may be seated. Beautiful. We'll be ending soon, but before we end, I want you to listen carefully. Judas, also which betrayed him. Now, this is what one of the children did. Judas. Children, have you any meat? And here comes Judas. Betraying Jesus. Bible says he knew the intimate things of the Lord. He knew the personal things. Is this not scary? Because Jesus oftentimes resorted thither with his disciples. Do not betray your father. 
and be a treacherous person. Everybody say betray. betray. Say treachery. treachery. I think people don't know what treachery is. Treachery is when you trust somebody very much and the person disappoints you. That's treachery. So that's where we have the word betray, traitor. A traitor is somebody who you really trust. So it's different. There are people who turn against you and fight against you, but you didn't really trust them. But if it happens that you really trust somebody and you really depend on the person or you rely on the person, the person is close, like Judas. That is when we use the word treachery or traitor or in the government is treason. Ah, these are difficult things. And so nobody must be a treacherous son. You must, you must not be, you know, oh, one time a pastor came to see us, a bishop, and he sat in the office. When he sat down, the, the, this, the desk was here. The desk was here. And then the door was here. And the desk was here. And the pastor was sitting there. So the, he came in and he sat in the chair. Then he, he moved his chair. He said, I want to see the door. He said, I don't trust anything. It's just a, a pastor. He said, what I have seen in my life. I, I, I want to see the door and I want to see you. So that. His heart, because the person, there was, there was a young man who grew up in his house. He looked after him, cared for him, fed him, loved him. Then he also had a daughter who he also looked after. And then they, they married. And this guy was now the branch pastor of the biggest church and suddenly he took over and turned against his father. I mean, when he said father, like somebody, he was sleeping in the church. He had no home. The pastor brought him to the house. Looked after him for years. And then suddenly turned against him, took the girl that he had married from the house, who was a pastor's daughter, sort of, and broke away and broke, I mean, and this bishop experienced this type of thing, especially this was the major one. Ah, so when he came to our office one time just to visit, sat down, then he moved, he said, no, I need to see the door. It's like he doesn't trust what can happen. Maybe there will be an attack in the room or something. And there are, I'm sure there are pastors in this country who have experienced things like that. They don't trust anybody anymore. They will not want to elevate anybody, promote anybody, travel with anybody, take anyone up with you. Ha! Ah, you don't know what you will do to me when you get such power. And you see, that is why the curse is there and the chicken cannot grow. The thing cannot, it cannot, you feed it, ah, it will never grow. Judas, a son. Look at Noah. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, Japheth. They all knew where their father sleeps. They all knew that the, how their father sleeps, what he drinks and what he doesn't drink. His father was in his tent, just like Judas. You knew how, where his father sleeps. And you know how he sleeps. 
There are some people, they sleep, they are like dead bodies. When they lie down, they sleep in one place. There are some people, when they, they are like fish, they move in the bed like that. Do you know such people? Yes. They just move around all the time. So maybe he knew that his father Noah was like a fish. He was always swimming around in the bed. And uh, he knew where his father was sleeping. He had access, so he could just come there and find his father naked. And he came and then he looked and see, he had drunk, and look, look at it. Look at him. Naked man. And he was despising Noah, his father. Like, see, what Ham forgot was that if his father hadn't built the ark, he would have drowned. Ham would have drowned if Noah hadn't built the ark. He would have been eaten by sharks. That's why you've got to be careful. Those of you who are even have fathers in business, fathers in different realms that have introduced you and brought you up, made you who you are. You've got to be careful. Oh, I see he's drinking. He's there. He's in a garden. I know where he is. I know him. I know he's doing this. He's doing that. I know about him. I know this. I know this. You don't know. I know. I've come from the inside. When, a, when, a, when a, a, a crocodile comes from the river and tells you that there is a snake there, you have to believe him. These are the proverbs you've been using. I'll say the proverb again. When a crocodile comes from the pond and tells you that there is a python inside the water, you have to believe him because he is from there. These are the proverbs you've been saying. You say that, look, I've been close. I know what is there. I know inside. I know inside the church. I know the bishop. He's like this. He's a fallen man. He has two wives. He has three wives. He has 14 girlfriends. He's fallen. He's like this. He's like that. You know everything, isn't it? Be careful. Be careful. You see, you are like Judas. You know the garden. You know the inside. You know where the you know where he stays, where he goes, where he prays. And even if he even if he is fallen, you leave him to God. God knows how to kill his own uh, servants when he doesn't want them. God knows how to punish them. God knows how to keep them alive. God knows. You got to be careful. Those of us who are children, many times one of the greatest tests is to see a father fall in sin in front of you. You see, it's one of the big tests. What will you do now? It's a test for you. Let's see what you are going to say. And sometimes that is the day that it is determined that you also fall. Abraham said he doesn't know his wife Sarah. I said, oh, I know she's not my wife. You can have her as a girl. He gave her to Pharaoh. You can have her as a, as a, as a, as a girlfriend. I mean, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. Isaac came and did the same thing. His sons did the same thing. And it went on, down. The problem of your father can easily become your problem. Yes. It's one of the tests of pastors. Yeah. Learn to shut your mouth. Say, Moses has married this woman. Shut your mouth. Marriage is not a small thing. Right. Marriage is not a small thing. And watch Jesus' attitude towards immoral people. What did Jesus say to the woman who had five husbands? 
He made her an evangelist. She went out preaching. She was the first evangelist. I think I'm going to, uh, um, I'm going to Uganda now. I'm going to Uganda. <laughs> Those in Uganda will understand this kind of preaching. When, when the woman who was caught in adultery, the Bible says in the very act, that means that she was totally naked. 100%. When she was caught, what did Jesus say? He put his hand on and said, don't do it again, okay? Go, go, go. Go, bye-bye. Don't do this again. Go and say no more. What did Jesus say about Judas? What did Jesus say about Judas? He said it would have been better that you were not born. It would have been better that you were not born. Watch the attitude of Jesus towards different sins. Those of you who abuse girls in your offices and in the church, eh? Jesus said that it would be better that a stone would be tied around your neck and you'd be put in the river. You have to learn Jesus' responses to different sins and see his attitude about different things. I don't know whether I'm in the right place. Yeah. Watch God's attitude towards idolatry. Pastors whose hearts have gone after money. You cannot be a pastor and be after money. It can never be. Jesus said that you either serve God or mammon. No pastor can be a good pastor or a real pastor with a heart for money. All I want is money. You will never do the ministry well, I'm telling you. You will pierce yourself with many sorrows. You have to have a single heart towards God and towards the ministry. Either choose you are a business or you are doing ministry. Choose it. Choose it. That's why your ministry is failing. Both the ministry is failing and the business is also failing. You think God doesn't know you? You have to be careful if you are a ham. And what happened when Noah got up and he, he saw that he was, he was covered with a blanket? He said, but I didn't sleep with this blanket. Maybe he likes sleeping naked. I don't know how he sleeps. The security officers told him, your first son came here, we took pictures. Ham. He came to take, we put it on Facebook. Your second sons, they came backward. They said, we don't want to know. They covered Noah backward. The Bible says they went backward, which means that we don't want to know, we don't want to see, we don't care, we don't know, we don't want to, we don't, all your stories, we don't want to know about it. It is above me. It is above me. The son said, it's above me to look at my father. I don't want to know. That's why some are never blessed by great fathers. Yes. Some are never blessed by great fathers. You know, God has a, a way of looking at his servants. You know, the Bible, when the Bible describes uh, David, he said David was faithful to God, except in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. You see, God knows all that you've done, and he knows where you made a mistake. But it's not that he, oh, David was a, blast, uh, uh, David was a uh, useless uh, adulterer. No, 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 that is not how David is described. 
David is described as someone who was faithful. He says, David, look at it, the scripture. David did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord and turned not aside from anything that he commanded all the days of his life, save or accept just the matter of Uriah the Hittite. This was the place that he made a mistake. And so you may be now trying to tell, oh, my father is an adulterer, he's a useless man, he's this and that. That's not how God also sees things. God sees him that someone, he obeyed him in all the days of his life. All that he did, he did this, he did that, he did. He made all the sounds. It was just this issue. That was the issue. And that's how God sees him. You have to be careful as you are trying to take on important People to go, people that are very precious to God. One of the great tests in the realm of the spirit, I hope you are listening to me, is how you handle issues that come up that you know about that are there. Be very careful. Be very careful because God sees things differently from the way you see them. And you must see the way Jesus sees things. Look at, I love this. Look at it. It says, and he turned not aside. How many of us we turn aside? David did not turn aside. Huh? Where is she? Go on stage, please. Stay, or stay with Danny. He says, he turned not aside from anything that he commanded him all the days of his life. All the days of his life. Save only. Wow. Only. Wow. In just this particular area. This was the area. This was the issue. Oh, yes. That's why you go to heaven and you find people that you despise and demoted in your eyes and canceled. That God had never canceled. God never canceled. It was only this case that God, God said, whatever. One of the great tests of, father, of, of, of sons is how you handle your father's nakedness. When, uh, when or if it ever comes to you, how you handle your father's nakedness. When Absalom was a young man, and he said that David had lost control, because of course, as you get older, he had lost control. He said, no, no one has been deputed. He's not managing things well. Oh, if only I had a chance to be the king. If only I had a chance to be the king. And he organized a rebellion and lifted up himself. Absalom lifted up himself against his own father. Anyone who attacks his father, your name is not John, your name is not Peter, your name is not Sam, your name is Absalom in the realm of the spirit. He rose up and attacked his own father to overthrow him. You see, he found fault with David. See, thy matters are good and right, but there is no man deputed of the king. The king is not doing well. But it is this same David who would sing some of those beautiful psalms to the Lord. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Yes, yes. When the wicked one, even my enemies and foes, came upon me to eat of my flesh, they stumbled and they fell. This is David's beautiful songs to the Lord. Though an army should encamp against me, 
my heart shall not fear the war should rise against me in this will I be confident one thing have I desired of the this is the heart of King David you may call him an adulterer, but this That's is the heart. one thing will I seek for, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple all the days of my life. Wow, this is the heart of the man. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be Worlds without end. desire young man I don't know if you are still young you can't write off somebody God hasn't has writ, hasn't written off God hasn't written off a father someone who is honorable to God and look how precious he says one thing have I desired of the Lord and that will I seek after one thing one thing have I One desired of the Lord. This is how God sees him. Somebody who loves him. That one thing will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord. To behold the beauty of the Lord. To inquire in his temple. All the days of my life. One of your greatest tests will be how you handle your father, your fathers in their weakness, in their old age, in their sin, in their mistake, in the one mistake of your life. When you are going to make ten mistakes and you are how you handle one mistake. Remember this, oh, because there may come a time where you have to look at clear nakedness and you say no I'm not interested I'm not interested I will still want to receive an anointing and I will still want to be blessed may you never be a dangerous son but a good son a good daughter a, a humble child so that when Jesus says children have you any meat you'll be there among them and you'll be able to say yes I'm one of the children I'm not someone who denied my own father and said, I don't know him. I don't want to know him. 
in the name of Jesus. Shall we stand to our feet? Dwell in the house of the Lord to behold the beauty of the Lift Lord. your hands and pray for yourself for a moment. Jesus, we pray at this time. Thank you. Lift your hand that God will help you to pass the test of being a son, the test of being a daughter, the test of being a child. Children, have you any meat? Children, have you any meat? Children, have you any meat? Mataka Balomande. We are nothing but children. We are nothing but children. We are nothing but children. Thank you, Lord. Mantaka Balomande. Mamba. Selaba. Palege Balada. Amaraba Balaba. Shebo Kamaraba Dalaba. Mambo Rebalaba. Sebolo Dalikeba. Yes, 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 yes. Now lift your hand and thank God. He's blessing you with the grace of a good son. Oh yes. Father, we thank you for raising up now sons and turning away the curse, turning away the curse and bringing in a blessing. Now in the realm of the spirit, there are some here you have already dishonored fathers. And this is the word of the Lord that it's important that you rectify. Not with fake outward shows, but with a genuine love from the heart. A love that is shown in secret and a love that is also shown openly. May the Lord show you what to do. May the Lord give you wisdom how to do it. May the Lord open your heart to see. May the curse that is on your life and your ministry because of dishonoring or wrong behavior towards fathers, may that curse be broken today. May this be the beginning of the end of the curse and the beginning of the inflow of the great blessing of the Lord. Lay your hands on your head. Father, thank you for the blessing of a father. I bless all the children here, Lord. Let your blessing 
be upon all your children who are children indeed may we be called children may we be always children and even as novices lord may we not be lifted up in pride but may we be humble before you all the days of our life we give you thanks we give you praise for your blessing on all children today in jesus name and everyone said amen and amen god bless you god bless you you may be seated thank you you may be seated god bless you you may be seated well it's been a blessing and um how many of us will be happy to hear jesus say children children have you any meat yes you are my children and you'll never be a judas and even those of you who seem to be coming peters because he, there are two stages peter or judas <laughs> but by the grace you will be among the number and what jesus said of all that you have given me i have lost none save the son of perdition amen may the lord cause things to start to grow and flourish and prosper and be blessed in your hands may you never be ashamed of a father or of someone who introduced you and brought you to where you are today may god always bless you for your humility the humility of your heart and of your eyes may you live long and may it be well with you in Jesus' name. God bless you. Let's welcome Dr.